what's the one thing that people get done that we see online that we don't know about? So the invasive answers like the celebrity secret procedures. Yes. 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 Okay. Yeah. Secrets. Okay. So okay, you guys know about Botox and fillers. Sorry, that was a, an no. entry level answer. Okay, okay. The more sophisticated answer for the like the real mean girl answer for you guys <laughs> is we're your besties in your ear. Back for another episode of Mean Girl Pod. All right, welcome back to another episode of Mean Girl Pod. Alex, how are your numb little fingies? My My hands are orange, like they're getting more orange. (gasps) No, it's absurd. It's getting worse. Alex, oh my God, I don't think I've ever seen such bad spray tan hands. This is a week ago. What? They're getting more orange. Alex, did you stop showering again? I didn't shower much in Vegas. Okay. <laughs> I got home last night and Graham was like, shower. And I was like, okay. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's so funny, though, because like, people will, like, try to insult <laughs> us. And they'll always be like, nice spray hand tan, or nice spray tan hands. And I'm like, you guys are complimenting her. That's not an insult. Yeah, I'm not mad about it. I mean, th- this is, like, a little absurd. This looks nice, though. But I love this. I mean, it's wonderful. <laughs> Just phenomenal. Um, wow. Dead. Um, Where's your passport? You find it? Found my passport. So we. Well, hold, first of all, I'll tell you the passport story in a second. But first of all, this podcast is presented by the one and only Pink Whitney, which we drank in Miami. A lot of it. Head to your local bar today. Shoot your shot. Speaking of shooting your shots, we're going to tell you a story all about that. But go to your local bar, order some Pink Whitney for you and all your friends. I just feel like you know. Uh, Letting it all hang out today. Ooh. Just, <laughs> I don't mean it like that. I mean, um, letting my, what is it called when you just like tell everyone your your secrets? Air your dirty laundry? Yeah, I just like airing my dirty laundry from Miami. Okay. <laughs> all right, let's air it. Not letting it all hang out. Yeah, that was like the worst analogy of literally <laughs> the entire world. Yes, I found my passport. So, the, this is what was so crazy about the passport to me. I don't have like an ID, so it's my only form of identification. But the whole time it was gone, and it was like truly gone. Jordan like looked through my room and everything. We kept saying like, I just know we're going to find it. I wasn't nervous at all. I genuinely knew it was literally in the hotel and we were going to find it before we left. And we went to dinner that night. And while we were there, I got a call from a Miami number and I answered it. And it was a security guard at the hotel. And he was like, I found your passport on the seventh floor, (laughs) on the floor. Which is my floor. (laughs) Jordan's floor. (laughs) I literally, I literally was like, why didn't I check when I saw her, heard her on the phone outside my room? I was on the phone for 58 minutes outside your room. I know I heard you the entire time through my phone call that I was on. Alex and I were both on the phone and I was in my room on the phone with someone and she was outside my room on the phone with someone at the exact same time. Why didn't I go to my room to get on the phone? I have no idea. So funny. Miami, we were just two animals the entire time. Oh my God, we were just running around the hotel. So we got to tell them the story about you wanted to do Jurassic Park or what are we calling you? <laughs> what, what is the name? I pretty much am a Velociraptor. Oh, a Jurassic do you, wait, do you believe in dinosaurs? Like, do you think dinosaurs were real and existed? Or do you think they were methodical creatures? You know, I believe in a lot of things. But I don't know. I don't know. Oh, they found fossils from them, I think. Yeah. Oh. I like, part of me likes to think that there was. But part of me likes to also not think that there was. Because it freaks me out. My mind is blown right now. I think I believe in them. 
Tyrannosaurus Rexes were the ones that flew, right? No. <laughs> Tyrannosaurus <laughs> Rex are the massive ones with the little hands, right? Yeah. That's a T-Rex. Oh, um, pterodactyl. Pterodactyl yeah. that they flew. I know a lot about dinosaurs. <laughs> Wait, Tyrannosaurus Rex is a yeah. T-Rex. Yes. Yeah. Oh, they're the same thing. They got the little T-Rex. I was obsessed when I was little. Do you think they're real or fake? You yes, would I think be. they're real. Okay. Oh. Okay. Because because they found the remains. Yes. But okay. And there's just evidence, I guess. But it is scary to think about. Like, there was probably a, a dinosaur, like, right here. Oh. That's awesome. And then what? They all just went extinct? The meteor. The meteor. Got them all? Got them all. How did they reproduce? How did they They laid eggs. They were reptiles. They were reptilian. But some think they were derived from chickens. (laughs) No. Or chickens are derived from dinosaurs. So there's a theory that that dinosaurs actually had feathers. I'm such a fucking loser. <laughs> it's really cute, though, that you know this much about a niche topic. Oh, I w- like, when I was younger, I wanted dinosaurs for every Christmas. Like, oh. I didn't want Barbies. Did no. you watch? Like, I had a bunch of dinosaurs. Did you watch The Land Before Time? Of course. Was, it, was that the dino- with the dinosaurs? Of course. Littlefoot. Hold yeah. on. People are saying that dinosaurs had chickens or chickens had dinosaurs. Sorry. Um, chickens are... I think that they say that chickens possibly were... Are connected to dinosaurs. Mm. Really? But dinosaurs don't... Have, if you're a reptile, you don't have to have sex to reproduce. You just lay eggs. No, you do have sex. Oh, how right? Do, how, how would that... Um, it's like a penguin, right? That's they where my, my knowledge of dinosaurs stops. Birds like it, have to how they have, have sex. sex. And they lay eggs, right? Yeah, but I'm trying to imagine these large dinosaurs like having intercourse. Like how, like, how would you? Ew. No, I mean, a like... Tyrannosaurus rex penis? Well, that's what I'm saying. And then and then I'm saying how that they went extinct because they stopped reproducing, but I guess there was a meteor. I didn't know that part. You didn't? Wait, no. Alex. Are you, you serious? Yes, it's like basic third grade history. <laughs> I've never heard that. In the Gulf of Mexico? The Big Bang? No, not the Big Bang! <laughs> <laughs> New history pod. <laughs> Wait, I thought the Big Bang was the meteor. That no, the, the Big Bang is the creation of the universe. Oh. Y'all, I knew nothing about the thing in the Gulf of Mexico. <laughs> I only knew there was a big meteor that killed all the dinosaurs. <gasps> I don't know about the Gulf of Mexico. But it wouldn't, but dinosaurs would be everywhere. Yeah, but the meteor was so crazy and huge that it, it caused like a... A global climate shift. There was fire and clouds. And so the clouds and the, the ash went across the whole world and blocked out the sun. And the plants died. So if they weren't killed by the blast, they were in China. They were killed by the lack of sun for the plants. And then everything died. And I don't know. <laughs> About that, okay. <laughs> no, I mean I'm I'm in on it, but so I would think we would find a lot more remains. Oh, but it was so long it was ago. So long ago, right? Yeah. And okay, I'm kind of in on this. Mm-hmm. All right, I think I might believe in dinosaurs now. I love how like passionate you are about them. I loved them. That's so cute. Yeah, and then I loved knowledge. Pompeii. Oh, I was like obsessed with shit like that. I did like Pompeii growing mm-hmm. up. I thought that was very interesting. Yeah. Very Alex. scary, though. Volcanoes are very scary. <laughs> yes, you know the volcano that erupted and destroyed the whole city of Pompeii? And I've the- heard the song. By Imagine Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> You're so smart, but sometimes... Not only in certain categories. <laughs> Don't worry, same. 
And if you thought the Big Bang was the meteor that <laughs> killed the dinosaurs. <laughs> I have my niche topics. Lately, I've been just feeling extra dumb because do you guys ever get to the point where you're kind of on this like go, go, go burnout where you can't even try to comprehend what's going on, mm. where you just choose to be just not like dumb isn't the right word, but just like not try to comprehend the conversation. Has ever mm. happened to you? Yes. Oh, yes. Like, wait, wait. You you don't want to comprehend the conversation, or you're not even trying. I I can't even try because my brain is so exhausted. Okay, so you don't even. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's been happening to me um, the past few weeks. Where I'm like, I feel I've been like hard on myself because I'm like, Jordan, you f- I feel like you're becoming dumber, but it's like I think my brain is just exhausted. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That, that happens. So we were at Carbone, just the two of us. It was a fabulous meal. Oh my god, it was so good. It's mouthwatering good. And our waiter was so sweet. Wonderful man. Loved him. And behind us was this table, this semicircle table of guys. Mm-hmm. Two of them were very attractive. Yeah, Al- Alex was facing them and my head was to them, so I couldn't see them. Like, that's how we were sitting. Yes. Yeah. Did you think they were cute? Not really. They're, they weren't really my type. But we thought, why did we do it? Um, just for attention and just thrills. Shits yeah. and giggles. Okay. Also, we, were, we had like a bottle deep in wine. Yeah. <laughs> so they weren't hot. Or were they just not your cup of tea? They were interesting. <laughs> they, oh my God, if someone described me that way. I, <laughs> they were interesting because they were, like, they were like six of them. And the way that you said that their body language was, was almost like... These three were talking to each other, and these three were talking to each other. And they just, you know, some people just have a presence about them. They seem to have an interesting presence. Yes, they did. They, they And it was just, we were like, oh, what's going on with them? Yeah. So we were like, I, well, we're not going to walk over there and talk to them. So I was like, I told you that we did this on our honeymoon, too, Graham, and I did. We would send random tables <laughs> shots. And then the obvious thing from there is, like, they come over and they say thank you or something. And then you start a conversation. That's how my one of my best friends started seeing this guy, like, years ago. We went to Denver and we sent shots to two guys. And she actually was in some type of a relationship for, like, six months with one of, the, one of them. So it works really well. Yeah, cute. It's yeah. the best. Guarantees a combo. It does. Better to do it at restaurants. So we send this table five, six shots, however many of them are. Yeah. We did send them that many shots of really expensive tequila. <laughs> We got the bill back, and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? He sent them Casa Azul tequila shots. Oh, nice. That was nice of us. Uh-huh. That was really nice. Two of them don't drink, it turns out. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right. So the, the guys come over, and... But here's the thing. It took them way too long to come over, like an hour. Rude. Inappropriate amount of time. Rude. Really rude, right? Well, the first thing you do, if somebody sends you shots, what you do is you send them something back. Or you at least... Say thank you. Dessert. I don't know, like anything. Or you hop up or you make eye contact or something like that. Oh, they didn't even acknowledge you? They didn't even give you a little okay. hand? They did say... Your just, hand. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they did say, like, so once we sent them, I cut off all eye contact. Like, I was making eye contact with some of them. And then I went, like, stone cold. Like, I'm not even going to look over there. And I couldn't look because my head was literally... F- facing you back to them. <laughs> so they did say they thought there was like absolutely literally no way that it was from us. No. It's not like Alex was like, hey, how Wait, are the you? waiter didn't say like it's from those two girls. He said it's from those two oh, girls. They like, but they no. thought we were punking them because they were like, you stopped looking at us at that point. And I was like, oh, sorry. One <laughs> of them, funny. <laughs> then one of them knew about the podcast. He's like, I think I've seen those two. <laughs> That's 
<laughs> so he's like, so we know the blonde one's married, and I know the brunette one's single, and the blonde one has stopped looking at us, so I don't think they're from them. <laughs> I the brunette's the back of their your head. <laughs> at one point, Alex and he goes, Jordan, go to the bathroom so you can walk back and I can see you. And I was like, fine. They got up and went to that. They like strutted back. I was like, and then didn't they, do anything. Then they thought we were running an experiment on them for the podcast. Well, which we are. we are. Here we are. <laughs> So two of them come over and they're like, thank you. And we're like, you're late. Like, you're so, you're late to the party. And he, they were like, you weren't looking at us. And we think you guys have, are you guys the mean girls? And we were like, yeah. And they were like, are you fucking with us or not? And we were like, well, actually we did something crazy. Then we told them that we didn't pick them. We just told our waiter to send the shots to anybody at the restaurant. We, and also, can we talk about how... <gasps> I like predicted the future. How I was like, how awesome would it be if someone came up and rec- like not like recognized us, but like said something to us so we looked credible? It was the weirdest thing. All of a sudden, I like were they sitting down when this happened? Uh-huh. They were right when they sat down. These two, this girl, she was the sweetest girl ever. Was with her boyfriend, and she was like, "Oh my gosh, I love the podcast." Blah blah. It almost looked like we paid her because it worked <laughs> out so well. The and timing was, was impeccable. It was like I literally was like. I, thank you. No, literally, I was like, thank you who has ever watching over us. It was just like the coolest. It was crazy. And then they sat down. And then, yeah. And then, and then, so then they came over. We were like talking to them. But one thing that I thought was really funny was, okay, so we'll, we'll get to Jessica. But one other thing. So they, they sat down in the seats beside us. These two guys did. They were like kind of the front. They were the head talkers. And the waiter came over. And he was like, okay, there's a reservation at this table, but I reserved you guys a spot at the front so you can all sit down and hang out and talk. So like, okay, so we go up there. I forgot about that. That's so sweet. It was really nice. We were sitting there talking to them and not until an hour in after talking with them all, I think one of them, someone saw your phone and like, so that's your husband. Yeah. They were, yeah. They were like, something like that. And I was like, yeah, this is, this one's him. And then we explicitly like said back to them, like, are, are you dating someone or something like that? And they both, one was about to propose and the other one was going to propose in like two months. But it was so odd because it, it was like a weird amount of time that went by without it being mentioned. Mm. Yeah. Also, can I ask you a question? I guess it doesn't, I haven't asked you a question in a long time. I know that was kind of odd. I was thinking about it after and you're removed from this because you're with a single friend, but did it, it kind of made me sad that out of that whole group, the two guys that wanted to talk with us were guys that were involved with people. And I was like, I kind of like thought about it afterwards. And I was like, if, if I found out that my soon to be fiance was hanging out with like two girls, I'd be a little bummed about it. I thought about that afterwards. Yeah. I can't decide. Like you were my, um, Wingman. Wingman. So you're, you're exempt. Yeah, why them two? I know, because the other guys were single. Some of them, I believe, were single. But it kind of made me sad. I was like, yeah, these two guys who are one about to propose and the other's about to propose are hanging out with two, for all they know, well, they knew what you were married, but like a single girl. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that kind of made me sad. Because I was like, like, my future husband is like, I'm going to kill him. But I just thought it was interesting. Like, I had to go first. Like, I had to say it first. Like, we had to talk about Graham and then probe them yeah well and also they knew you were married and they still didn't like bring it up yeah for a while 
Especially the one. And then when we did bring it up, I mean, it was like the floodgates opened and they were like showing us ring photos and things. Yeah. Like, and then you were like, I gotta go. And I was like, thank God. <laughs> yeah, I literally was like, I just called my Uber and I'm leaving. Um, okay, so then, so then let's introduce Jessica. But Jessica came out like before we sat down. Yes. It. <laughs> I, okay, so I have said that I have anger management issues. You've said it. Uh, and like no one really believes me because they're like, oh, you're so nice, blah, blah, blah. But I actually have anger management issues that I deal with. Like something happens inside me where like a fire burns my chest and I turn into Satan's spawn. It's a switch. And I was, <laughs> when we were at dinner, Alex was asking me about some guys that I, I'm chit chatting with. And she, since we were having such a lovely conversation, she started making me feel like think more highly of him. So I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to be ballsy and I'm going to like ask him a question. So I asked him a question. He gave me a response that I did not want at all. Like I got furious. I was like, I'm about to break him in half. And all of a sudden a switch flipped and I was pissed out, pissed off out of my mind. It's an it's but it's not even like if somebody gets mad, like if I'm mad, it's still like it's like me, but I'm mad. Yours is like, I don't even know her. No, like, and it's only when I'm drinking, which is like a really sad thing to say. Um, Because like when I'm sober, I get angry, I can control it. But when I'm drinking and I get angry, I turn into this, I turn into Satan's spawn. It doesn't happen very often. I mean, this is the second time I've seen it. That's it, number two. I mean, the first one doesn't count, though, because that was hangry Jordan. And that's a whole different type of anger. But they're both like, I'm like, that's not you. No. It's at all, though. At all. No similarities. No, and only a few people get the chance to meet them. <laughs> Fortunately, you've met them. <laughs> so you go you go into this dimension during dinner, and I'm like, oh, okay, interesting. I'm like, interesting. Then we move to the table with the four guys. Jordan's not speaking a word. Yeah, no, I was so pat. I was mad. I'm talking to both of them. Which I shouldn't have let this guy, like, make me this mad, but I think since alcohol was involved, it was, like, fucking with my senses. You There's know? no reasoning, yeah. yeah. Like, looking back on it, you're like, oh my god, that's stupid. But at the time, like, you can't. Yeah. And if you if it's a truly anger things, you can't control it. And I was mixing my alcohol at that point. I had a, I got a gin martini, Alana. Yum. Olives? Mm. No, onion. Interesting. Oh, incredible. I've heard that onions oh. are more refined. It was incredible, but yes. I chugged it. it Yum. So good. She chugged. I chugged it. She looks up halfway through the convo. <laughs> I'm talking to these two guys about startups. Yeah, boring stuff. And she goes, this is, this is really boring. Can we talk about something more fun? And I looked at her and I said, you haven't said a word. So you don't get to pick what we talk about. Yeah. <laughs> it was bad. I, I've never felt so um, bad when I woke up the next day. Because that's the only thing I remembered of the night. And I'm just going to remember other things that we'll talk about. I was a, I was a straight up... It was so funny. I was like, I'm going to get my Uber. And then Jordan goes, I'm going to go out. And I was like, yeah. Was that why you left? No, I just was like, I needed to leave. Oh, yeah. I was like, there, that was weird. And then I'm like, I'm going to bed. Yeah. You know, and you're like, I've expired. And then I decided to go out and meet up with Joey and some other people. And that's where the night took a turn. How much? Well, explain it to us. I... First of all, don't know how I drank that much alcohol in one night. And I was drinking so much, so many different types of alcohol. I had drank and we had two bottles of wine. Mm-hmm. We had gin or I had gin. I had two of these like other, that coffee cocktail I was talking to you about. Oh, yeah. 
I was taking vodka shots, Oof. tequila shots. Mm-hmm. And so we, we, we go out to dinner or I meet up with Joey and his friends at dinner. And then we go out to this other place and we're still drinking and we meet up with these other people. And then Joey's like, let's go to 11. And you guys, I don't know how Joey finessed his way into 11, but he finessed his way above the line. He got us like bottle service. He got us on the ground floor. Joey's the the best finesser of all time. Mm. And I don't really remember much of the night. I do remember almost getting kicked out of 11 because I saw this guy and he was smoking a cigarette inside. And I was like, can I have one? And he's like, yeah, of course. So I started smoking and the bouncer came up to me. He's like, you can't smoke that in there. So I was like, fine. And I threw it in the ice bucket. He goes, you do that one more time, you're out. <gasps> oh. It's like, I'm so sorry. Because I think Jessica was still inside me. And then, um, yeah, I woke up in my hotel room. I don't remember how I got there, what happened, <laughs> anything. Honestly, that night was one of the most fun nights I've had in a very long time, though. That's all that matters. Because it was just, like, chaotic. And, like, you know how, like, when you're not with people you're that close with, you just get into crazy stuff? Yeah. Like, I mean, like, I know Joey, just, but, like, not as well as you do. And then I was with these two guys I had met, and, like, that was pretty much it. And he just ran around. And he just ran around. Yeah. Miami. Right, right. But it was a blast. It's fun when people are also down to run around. Yeah, yeah. We all were just in the mood to, like, have a chaotic night. Yeah. And it was fun because then you don't have to like worry about really anyone else but yourself in the moment. And I do think when you're with people you don't know that well, you have to be more yourself. Like you have to show up as like kind of like handle your own, mm-hmm. and it's nice. Yeah, yeah. So it was fun. I was going to say there was one thing about Miami that makes me makes me sad though. What is it? Alex doesn't want to hang out with me anymore. We all go on vacations. That's not true. Yes, it is. She doesn't want to hang out with anyone. It's not just a me thing. I did. I did want. I wonder why that was, though. You're so independent now. It's annoying. I, d- I don't. <laughs> I'm literally living. Like, I, I, like, loved. You know what it was, though? I, I did this in Vegas, too. I love being. I think it's because these New York apartments, like, I love being in a hotel room and just, like, being by myself. Yeah. See, I'm so introverted where it, it's really hard for me to, like, put myself out there when I'm alone. Like, I could never just, like. If I was in Vegas, I couldn't just, like, go to a bar and just, like, sit there. Right. I'd be so scared. Can you eat alone? In New York? Yeah, yeah, I, I love doing that. But it's because I'm so comfortable here. So you can't... Oh. So, like, I had dinner by myself. I had a lot of meals by myself in Miami. And in Vegas, I guess. Do You, you wouldn't do that in those places? Like, you wouldn't just go sit at the bar and, like... No, because I think since my, my brain was programmed that I was on vacation with people I knew... I couldn't, but if I had gone to Miami alone, I could prepare myself for it. Mm. But I think, yeah, since I like was there with you and Joey, I was like in my head, I was like, I'm on vacation with people, and also like I don't know Miami very well, but New York, yeah, I would have no problem doing it. Quick pause to talk about BetterHelp because this show is brought to you by BetterHelp. Getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process, especially because we're always growing and changing. We talk about this all the time on Mean Girl Pod and that we are big proponents of finding your best and true self. And however you get there, 
therapy can be very helpful because it's all about depending on your self-awareness and understanding because sometimes we don't know what we want or why we react the way we do until we talk through things. BetterHelp connects you with the licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Discover your true potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Mean Girl today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Mean Girl. Love. Okay, so we were talking to those guys at the pool in Miami. Oh, them? Yes, yes. Sorry, I thought we were on, still on the carbon guys. Oh, no, no, no. The, so the, those guys and... One of them was like asking what we did. And I was like, we host a podcast. And he was like, about what? And I said, relationships. He said, can you talk about how money comes from girls? And I was like, interesting. Like, so he said, all these guys were, I think they were single, maybe dating, but nightlife people in Miami. They go, it seems like they go out a lot. And he said the the way a guy handles money is always driven by a girl. So whether you're married. Wait, 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 say that slower. So, like, the way a guy handles or thinks about or spends money is always driven by a girl. Oh. So, he's like, let's say you're married. The way that a guy spends his money would probably be because the wife motivated him to do something in some way. And how guys are always in competition with other guys when it comes to money, but sometimes they don't even know it. Wait, which guy? Was this the, the older gentleman of the group? No, this was the two brothers. Oh. And they had fully talked about it a lot. I wish I would have been around. That's, this is such an interesting conversation. It was, and so he's like, guys are in competitions with, so table service, for example. I guess let's take it from a single guy's perspective. He's like, you buy a table for what? Not me and my guy friends. You buy them so girls will come. But then I am competing against all the other guys in Miami and how they spend their money or who has X, Y, Z. Like it's a very competitive financial environment. But then I was thinking about how, um, you know how some wives or or girls will be like, well, this couple travels a lot or they spend money on X, Y, Z and we're probably more bred for maybe comparison potentially. But then you, you bring it up to the guy. Mm-hmm. and how it dictates like it's just kind of this like ever evolving circle and I I don't know like how I feel about it or if I even agree with it but I think it's really fascinating can you say like the overarching point again so I guess the overall theme is the way a guy handles money is always driven by a girl true or false don't know so does that mean that girls control men's thoughts on a regular basis I'm just kidding well and he said this before he said that and I wrote it down he said girls are always looking for the next best thing they're never satisfied it makes me sad that was a very like Miami guy thought I thought because I, I feel like guys are always looking for the next best thing and are never satisfied really yeah well I think that's actually funny I feel like in the New York scene girls think that guys are always looking for the next best thing and are never satisfied and, and then in the Miami scene Guys think that girls are never satisfied and are always looking for the best, next best thing. So I think there's certain, the older I get, the more I think there are girls and guys put us all together in the same pot. But there are certain people within that wired, I think there's a certain type of person wired that's always looking for the next best thing, never satisfied. Maximizer. A maximizer. And then there's groups of people, girl or guy, whatever, that are content or like, I think it's less gender specific and more like something inside of you specific. Yeah. Oh, it's it's definitely like um, 
where you where you're located in the United States. Mm-hmm. I mean, for sure, maximizers are definitely more on the East Coast and probably in Miami or like the LA world. Midwest, not really like that. I don't know what what Oklahoma's like, but people are pretty content with life. And I feel like it's very situational too. It's like, are you genuinely fulfilled with your own life and your careers, or is it because you're always looking for that next fulfillment because you don't enjoy the life you actually live or the mm-hmm. people that surround you? Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's so it's so situational. Yeah, very situational. And then when I think about the money thing, I was talking. I told Graham about it. Today. He's like, "What are you guys talking about?" And I was like, "This." And he's like, "Oh, that is fascinating." And I was like, "Really?" Like. Okay, Graham. Yeah, I was like, what? Yeah, I was like, what? And he was like, well, he was like, think about all the things that we spend money on. Most of them actually did come from you. Like, not, he's not saying I'm more expensive. He's saying what I, what we care about as a couple financially, I do think was mainly all my idea. Yeah, because if you're in a relationship with someone, like, think about you and Mike, like, most of your expenses probably stem from your idea. Like, maybe you thought of a trip. Maybe you thought it was time to. I was trying to think about it on a greater scale. Yeah. And w- I think also, like, maybe we're more aligned on, like, we spend money on thing- on doing things, not things. Mm-hmm. Like, we go out to dinner a lot, um, vacation, stuff like that. Not things. Yeah. Like, he asked me what I want for my birthday. I said nothing. You're experience-driven. I asked him to make me a dinner. But, yeah, we're, like, experience-driven. But I guess more so other people, I guess, would be more material-driven. Yeah. But it would be tough if you weren't aligned in that way. It would be tough if you weren't aligned. I do. So I think, and I think it can shape as you grow together. I think it can change. Furthermore, him saying that they're all in competition with other people. Yeah. But like, you don't always know it. So like, once the guy meets um, his wife's friend's husbands, he's like, Mm -hmm. there, you know. Wow. We have a lot more control than we realize. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, now I'm thinking about it. So Mike bought a condo. Um, and now all of a sudden I feel like all of like my friends or his friends are looking, hmm. you know what I mean? Oh, like he's, he started, the it's wave. like, Oh, someone did it. We should do it kind of thing. It's like all of a sudden it happened. Um, and I thought that was kind of interesting. Not that like they're copying him, but I think it's just like the influence of someone else doing it or seeing someone else seeing another guy do it probably makes guys feel like, Oh, I got to do that. So if girls are the main control for men, Spending money, what are, what do you think it is for women? Other women. Other, yeah, probably. <laughs> Actually, women. Mike Mike sent me a TikTok uh, yesterday about a girl. It was like, if she buys a new workout set, you better go to the Pilates class with her because she's trying to impress her instructor or something like that. And he sent this to me, and he was like, oh, you and Jay, your Pilates instructor. And I, I was like, no, I buy new workout sets for the other girlies in my class. I want them to think I'm cute. Like, I don't care about... Jay, I care about the girly next to me that's in a set active. Well, you know what's so interesting? You know how last week we talked about plastic surgery and how, like, I didn't want to get a boob job because I would be doing it for men? I was starting to think, and, like, most of my reasoning behind getting, like, my lips done or my Botox hasn't been to impress men. I, I, I thought it was more about me, but it was because I wanted to, like, fit in more with, like, the women mm-hmm. in the area that I'm in. Mm-hmm. Not to impress a man, it was to impress the women in a, a way, almost like to fit more into like the New York scene. Yeah, because the guys don't really care. I don't think. They really, don't. I don't. No, they don't. Based off the, I actually was reading our comments, and it was phenomenal how a lot of men were like, "We don't really care." But then it's like the girls seem to have more of the opinions and that cared more. Yes. So it was. It was that's so interesting. It is interesting. Wow. 
So also though, when you said you're more experience driven, mm-hmm. they they put out this. This is a massive paraphrasing. I don't know. Graham told me though, <laughs> but they basically put out like the net worth of the world, mm-hmm. and they said that millennials make up the least amount of. Okay, so every generation has like a wealth attached to it. Like maybe they're twenty percent of like the overall money in the entire world, but we're the first generation in a very long time to be such a low number. Like we're not making up for like the economy or anything like that because they said we spend all of our money on experiences and like less of things and like nobody has money saved or anything like that. And I was like, that's pretty cool. I believe that. I feel like out of all my friends, 90% of them will say they'd rather have an experience than um, an actual like tangible item. Yeah. Fully. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I'd much rather go to Miami than buy a purse. Yeah. I actually don't remember the last time I went shopping, honestly. I try to stop shopping for clothes because it doesn't really bring me joy. Yeah, I would, I, an experience over everything. Like, mm-hmm. I, there's not one item I want to buy that would make me happier than an experience. I was gonna say I'll take Miami, Vegas over anything. Yeah. Like doing that again if you gave me the choice. That's so fascinating. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Food for thought. If you think money comes from girls or the money habits driven from girls, and if guys are in competition with other guys because of that. Yeah. But it's really applicable to, literally, I, I was thinking about these guys taking girls out to dinner or buying a condo. Like, it, you, you can kind of think about it and apply to any situation. Okay, I have a question for you guys. So, I know you guys are both in relationships, so think a little bit more broad than, like, talking to a guy in a romantic sense. But do you guys feel like men ask you less questions on a daily basis? It was more romantic, but I'm, I want to see what your thoughts are in, like, the broader scheme of things. I think in general, I ask Graham way more questions than he asks me. Okay. Yes. What about I've you? always yeah. thought that. Because I... So I've always had an issue with... I've always wanted to date someone who just seems interested in me as a person or interested in my life because I'm a very curious person. And as you guys, like, I took a hiatus from men for, like, six months. Like, I'm going on my first date tonight at... My first first date tonight in six months. But I've been briefly talking to, to guys here and there, and I'm realizing, like, they don't ask any questions. It would be even like, what's, oh, what'd you get to dinner? What'd you have for dinner tonight? Blah, blah, blah. Okay, so what's your favorite food? And then n- nothing back. And it got to the point where I literally was like, well, I know you're not going to ask me, so I'm just going to offer you my answer to keep the conversation going. Like, I've been saying that to people because it's getting so frustrating. How does it go when you offer it? Do they respond? Oh, they think it's hilarious. They're like, ha, 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 I didn't even think I was going to ask you. Of course I wanted to know. And then, like, the conversation continues. Like, they never take it, like, as a slap in the face. But I'm like, that should be as an indicator to, like, try harder. Okay, what about this, though? I think girls, we sit around and we text our girlfriends. I don't really, but... I was like, I don't either. <laughs> like, so I, think, I think primarily more girls sit and talk... Fully. I don't, I can't imagine a guy being like, hey, what's up? And then the guy being like, nothing, like, oh, I'm going to dinner. Like, oh, who'd you go to dinner with? Like, oh my God, how was last night? Guys aren't having that like filler conversation where I feel like a lot of girls do. I feel like in general, guys are down to talk less. Just like, they're just more content being like, it's not that serious than like girls are. But don't they want to get to know the person that they're talking to? Like, I would think, I would think. I feel like maybe it's, we just are used to more like surface level questions, maybe. Yeah, and ha- and also, I saw a TikTok, read an article <laughs> that um, was about how people in conversation you're either a giver or a taker, and 
I, I can't remember like the context of it, but like, that's what it's making me think of right now. Like, I feel like girls when as conversationalists are more like, Oh, so this and this and this, and how do you feel about this? And blah, blah, blah. And guys are more just like, like responding to what you're giving. Do you yeah. know what I mean? They need to work on that. Yeah. Because I'm so unbelievably frustrated by it because it, it makes me start to think that the person I'm talking to genuinely doesn't want to get to know me as a person. I will say this for you and I, though. Somebody said this to me this weekend at NASCAR. They're like, I feel like I just got done with an interview. Like, because you and I are natural, like, this is what we do. So we're, we're naturally going to probably, our bar's a little higher. Yeah. In conversation in general. I would be curious if you ran an experiment where right out of the gates, you were just less asking questions. But I don't know what, this is my thing too, though. No, I know. That's what I was going to say. If you're not asking questions, what are you guys talking about? Yeah. But like, this was even before I like worked at, this has been my whole life. I remember me and my friends have always talked about this, like first date. And they're like, that was like the biggest takeaway. All my friends would, would say is like, they just didn't ask me any questions. So these guys just aren't. And, and, and like, I know there are men out there because I hung out with my good friend in this guy that she's talking to and he asked me so many questions. Okay. And he asks her so many questions. Like, this is so sad. But the other day he was like, tell me why you're sad. Like, let's talk about it. And I was like, I can't even tell you the last time a guy asked me that. I told someone I was anxious the other day. They did not ask why. They were just like, okay. I was like, I hate everyone. That's a lot of depth of that guy to say, let's talk about why you're sad. I know. That's pretty cool. It was really sweet. And I was like, wow, what I would give for a man to like ask me why I feel the way I feel. Yeah, I love that. It was really sweet. I was like, he's a keeper. Well, I do want people to ask you more questions. Yeah. I don't know why. why... The giver or the taker feels very accurate. I do know exactly. I mean, we all know people like that too. Some people though... They don't, they have an easier time talking about themselves than others. Yeah. If somebody does ask me a question, even if somebody gives you a compliment, you're like, thank you. Oh, by the way. And I love your, and it's like, just take it. (laughs) But like, you can't even hold the ball. You have to throw it back. Yeah. So if I feel like if a guy did ask you a lot of questions. Yeah. And maybe I just, maybe I'm just going after like a specific type of guy and I need to go after a more like emotionally intelligent man that's a that's good point who's like more in touch with their feelings such a frustrating world dating <laughs> put it back out there first date tonight Woo! i know in six months that's are you crazy. excited i'm actually like not not excited like i'm trying to keep a more optimistic i like that mindset yeah i think like, i'm excited to the way my therapist put it she made she kind of changed my thought process towards it she was like think of it as like meeting new people meeting cool people getting to try new restaurants new bars new drinks new food and she's like maybe even along the way you can make a male friend and i was like maybe probably my, not i could <laughs> but now i'm looking as more of like not for the plot, because that's, that's such an overused term, but like more as like an adventure, something oh, I love that. something fun to like shake up your week. Like, mm-hmm. you never know what's going to happen, who you're going to meet. You know what I mean? So do you know that this guy tonight is a question asker or not? Well, he's from the Midwest, so I'm thinking he might be a little bit more uh, emotionally aware. Okay. Yeah. I hope he asks you questions. 
I, ho- I hope so, too. We'll see. We'll see. Time will tell. That's all we got. I'll tell you guys to, uh, next week. Next week, yeah. Next week, yeah. So last week, it's so interesting because we were talking about plastic surgery and boob jobs. Yes. So today's interview comes at a perfect time because sometimes online, you don't know what someone's doing. The buckle fat thing is such a hot topic right now. We're seeing a lot of people doing it. And this interview, Dr. Devgan gives us all the answers. Yeah, and it was such a great conversation because like we talked about last week, we're here for we're here for all plastic surgery. We we just want to make sure like you genuinely want it for yourself. And I feel like Dr. Devkin did such a good job of explaining it and kind of give us the inside scoop of what people are getting. So you can kind of take a step back and be like, okay, they got work done to look this way, or they got this done to be perceived a certain way. So it was just very eye opening and it put me at ease for like because I'd sometimes jump the gun. I'm like, I want to get it done, and I'm like, wait, Jordan, take a step back. Why do you want to get it done? So it was a great conversation. Yeah, she's amazing. She was really, really sweet. So we're really excited for this. Before the interview, quick pause to talk about Zola. Because when you're getting married, it's not just about the big day. It's about all the amazing days that lead up to the big day, which is the wedding day. Like the popping of the question day, or the venues day, or the have we sent the invites, wedding showers. Um, I know when I was getting married, there were so many things to keep track of. And you want to feel so excited about your wedding without the stress. And that is why Zola is so important. And Zola is here for all of these moments. For the how do I make budget day to the I have too many spreadsheets day. Zola's free planning tools will give you guidance on where to start and help keep planning on track every step of the way. Zola also has a vendor marketplace for save the dates and invites, free wedding websites, and an amazing registry all designed by wedding experts for couples just like you. I know a lot of my friends have used Zola for um, registering. It's really, it makes it so easy. And then you just have one link, which is a lot of people like. Um, the Zola community is your place to share, celebrate, and vent with other engaged couples who know exactly what you're going through. And if you need expert help, there's Team Z, Zola's expert wedding advisors, ready to answer any questions. From just engaged to there's only one thing left to do, Zola is here for every day along the way to the big day. <laughs> Hi, Dr. Devgan. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Hi. Okay, so before we started, we were like, what do we call you? And you said Dr. Devgan, and tell the listeners why. I said Dr. Devgan because that's my name. And you said, why? You know, do I call you Dr. Lara or what? And I said, Dr. Devgan, because women need that. And I think that we're so quick to call women doctors by doctor first name and men doctors by doctor last name that it creates this instant dichotomy that really doesn't need to be there. I mean, you guys offline call me Lara because we're besties. <laughs> but, um, you know, professionally, we have to teach the next generation how to be because if you don't see it, you can't be it. That's so true, too. Now that I'm, I'm like going through all the doctors in my head that I've worked with, and I'm like, wow, that really is true. The females mainly go by their doctor and then first name. I'm calling a guy doctor last name any day. Yeah. You're yeah. right. You, the next male doctor you have, you should be like, hey, Dr. Bobby. And he'll be like, what? <laughs> That's not it. It's Dr. Miller. And you're like, oh, okay. Um, okay, so we are so excited to ask you all of these questions because as two avid social media scrollers, I think Jordan and I fall into comparison sometimes on the all internet. The time. Yeah. And so the first question that we all wanted to ask you was what's the one thing that people get done that we see online that we don't know about? Or what are the possibilities even? There are so many possibilities. And I would say that we're living in an era where 
minimally invasive procedures have become almost omnipresent. And so I think tiny little tweakments like Botox and fillers have become so commonplace that it's not just celebrities or influencers, but your friends and neighbors, your teachers, the people that you live right next door to, you know, the people you're dating, everybody is doing stuff like that, whether they cop to it or they or they don't. So like what what would be some examples of them besides the lip fillers and the Botox, like the things that we see a lot of celebrities were like, how does your face look like that? And like, how do they all look the same? There has to be something. Can it be invasive? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like an invasive answer. Yeah. Okay. So the invasive answers, like the celebrity secret procedures. Yeah. Okay. So okay, you guys know about Botox and fillers. Sorry, that was an entry level answer. Okay. okay. The more sophisticated answer for the like the real mean girl answer for you guys (laughs) is um, there are some lesser known procedures like submental liposuction, and what that is is a procedure where we make a tiny three millimeter incision hidden in the submental crease right under the chin, and we use a stainless steel surgical straw called a cannula to suction out fat all along the mandibular border and define the angle of the mandible and the cervical mental angle to create a really beautiful swan-like elongated neck. And so when you see celebrities and various beautiful people around town, you see that they have these nice, perfect, long necks with no double chin, Mm -hmm. really defined jawlines, really beautiful angles, and submental liposuction often comes into play. And doing it at a little bit of an earlier age when you think, while you still have enough skin elasticity to get a nice, tight skin envelope, that is like a secret procedure. What's the recovery time on that? <laughs> um, it's actually not very long because okay. it's the surgery itself is under an hour and you can recover pretty well in a couple of days. I want that. Another similar <laughs> procedure is buckle fat pad excision where that's used to give a little bit of a slim sculpted mid-cheek sulcus so it kind of gives you like a Zoolander face or like a model-esque feeling where you get a highlight in the cheekbone and a low light in the mid-cheek sulcus so we make a little incision hidden in the inside of the cheek so no one ever sees it and take out a walnut-sized amount of fat in here and it just gives you a little bit of this sculpty feeling like you're making a kissy face or sucking through a straw and it gives a little elegant feeling to the face. And then I would say like my number three would be a temporal brow lift, which gives a little bit of an elevation to the lateral third of the eyebrow. So a little bit of this subtle, subtle arch and femininity to the brow. And that incision is very tiny and it's hidden in the hair so you don't see it at all. Oh, wow. Um, Is there a downside to any of that? (laughs) Do you have a three-for-one special? Wait, (laughs) question first. Are you able to give us examples of any celebrities who have this so people can visualize what you're saying? And if you don't feel comfortable sharing names, that's fine, too. I'm just trying to think about – I can think of a lot. Yeah, anyone who you're thinking of has probably done it. Okay. Um, But I can't really talk about anybody because – Maybe I took care of them, and I I don't want to be inappropriate. True, true, true. I want all three. Good for you for, for perhaps taking care of them. Yeah. Yes. So if you look at pretty much anybody, can you spot, can you be like, okay, like being a trained professional, will you be like, I know what they had? Yeah. Yeah. I always want to be like, okay, tell us. Yeah, right. I know. No, no, no. That's fascinating. Does it, is there ever come an instance where somebody's like, I want to have something done, whether it's like lift the eye or like their lip filler, and you say, 
a cream could do that? Like there's an, there's a product you could buy that could do it? Or is there even such thing as that? It's going to be very rare that a topical product is going to be able to take the place of a surgical procedure. It, it generally speaking, really just does not work like that. And I can't really think of a good example. Sometimes you can get a benefit from topical products that can approach results that you can get from medical procedures. Like, for example, a suite of medical-grade skincare products designed to treat hyperpigmentation can approach a result similar to what you could get from a chemical peel or a laser. But there's no skin cream. You're not, it's not that you're not looking in the right aisle. There is no skin cream that is going to be equivalent to an injectable, and there is no injectable that's going to be equivalent to a surgery. They're just ladders of intervention. And in the same way, you know, you, you can't substitute one for the other. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's that answer. It's like if it seems too good to be true, it probably is. Right. You're not getting an eye lift at Walgreens. Um, I have not found that aisle at Walgreens just yet, but I will let you know if I do. You'll tell us. I will tell you. You will be the first to know. Thank you, because I, I would do that. Oh, same. I, I think it's just, it's so nice to hear this because, I, I mean, I feel like I can speak for you, Alex. You're like, we're so hard on ourselves because we do see so many people in this industry and online with the, these perfect faces, this beautiful skin, and they claim they don't get work done or they claim they use these creams or these products. And it's just nice knowing, like I can sleep better at night knowing that it was because of a procedure they got done. Yeah. I mean, I think that that is a really tough spot for the next generation because, you know, I, I told you that I don't really want to speak about any particular person, but I will say that I have literally flipped through a magazine before and read a celebrity say, I've never gotten Botox in a magazine. And I have thought to myself, I have literally done your Botox. That's crazy. (laughs) And so, you know, I understand that it can be extremely difficult to be in the public eye. And I would not begin to know how that feels. And I would never put myself in that position because I really think that that's extremely difficult and people can be extremely judgmental and cruel but on the other hand it's perpetuating this totally false narrative and as the mother of two young daughters and four young sons I really feel for kids today who are growing up in this world and they don't know what's real and what's fake and that's not even speaking about Photoshop and Facetune and all of the other stuff out there that makes it hard to tell what's up and what's down. Yeah why do you think that there's such a bad stigma around Botox and fillers like I understand maybe the bigger invasive surgeries but for me Botox is what I mean I guess because we're so comfortable speaking about it but it's just it's mind-blowing like I when I tell a guy for the first time I have Botox I also have lip filler they're like no you don't don't ever get that again I'm like you like what you see so why is it an issue (laughs) I think there is this idea that you are messing with the good thing And I think that people don't understand what is truly possible with these procedures. And we all have a little fear of the unknown. And we've all been in a restaurant where we see someone with dysmorphic features. And, you know, you only see the the work that's not great, right? When you see someone across the room and you feel like they have big puffy cheeks or ducky lips or a frozen face and they don't look 
like the best, most natural version of themselves, you, you're making a judgment about the concept of fillers and you're applying that to anyone who possibly has injectable hyaluronic acid in their body. You're not being so super nuanced. But the truth is that these are just materials that can be used in any number of ways. You know, if you see a piece of art that you don't like, it's not the paint's fault. It's the person who's holding the paintbrush, right? And it doesn't mean if you don't like Monet that you don't like Picasso. It just means that, you, you know, the water lilies are not for you. There's a whole, you know, a whole other wing of the Metropolitan Museum that you can really enjoy. <laughs> well, that's a really good analogy. That was beautiful. <laughs> Doctors sometimes I feel like double as like therapists. Quick pause to talk about Adam and Eve. Who wants better sex? Raise your hand. And who wants to have start having better sex immediately? Raise your hand. <laughs> <laughs> All the hands are up. The best way to get started is to go to adamandeve.com right now. Adam and Eve is offering, oh, it's always such a good deal, 50% off just about any item, plus free shipping, which includes rush processing, because if you want to start immediately, well, today's the day. Don't wait. Better sex is just a click away. Bring more pleasure and satisfaction to your bedroom room. Jordan talks about how she loves the vibrators. I do. I'm on the hunt for a new one. <laughs> but we know, where, we know where you need to go. 50% off. Just go to adamneve.com and select any one item. It could be as adventurous or as not adventurous of a new toy as you desire. Just enter code MEANGIRL at checkout. That's MEANGIRL M-E-A-N-G-I-R-L at adamneve.com. Enjoy and happy sexting. Some people aren't comfortable yet with getting the fillers or getting the Botox or the procedures. So to maybe get them started with skincare, what would be like the top two to four things that every person should be using? And if there's more, I mean, if you have a top five, feel free to do, or if you just have one, we No, one? okay. I think top three is very reasonable, especially like if you're, if you're in your 20s, I try to give people only my bare minimum recommendations because I think it's so super overwhelming. So yes. my top three recommendations are number one, a mixed molecular weight hyaluronic serum. Yes. Okay. And like, you know, I have to just offer the disclaimer that I do. I have my own skincare line. So obviously I'm biased. So yes, please take do. this with a grain yes. of salt, but, um, but it's the best, but anyway, <laughs> Um, obviously. Um, but you know, I really love, um, my hyaluronic acid because it's niacinamide fortified and that gives it extra antioxidant protection. The small molecular weight fragments penetrate into your dermis and the larger fragments rest on top to give you improved barrier protection of the skin. So a hyaluronic in the morning is going to give you dewiness and hydration and barrier protection of the skin. And then, you know, SPF. I'm not really counting that, but, yeah. okay, but like, yeah. you know, just SPF. Yes, Zinc everyone wears Zinc and titanium SPF. Okay, but hyaluronic. And then at night, a vitamin CBE ferulic serum. And I really love my vitamin C serum because it's not just a regular vitamin CE ferulic. It also has high percentage vitamin B, which gives it additional antioxidant support. And that's really important for not only scavenging free radical damage from sun exposure, but improving brown spots and hyperpigmentation. Because as we all age, everyone gets little, little freckling spots on their skin. And that makes the skin look more aged over time. 
Um, it also helps with fine lines. And then a retinol bakuchiol. And that's really important for improving skin cell turnover and reducing your need for Botox. So if you're not yet into Botox um, or if you never want to be, or even if you do use Botox, but you want to keep yourself from needing escalating doses over time. That's very important for decreasing fine lines, improving your pore size, reducing the tendency toward blemishes because it decreases sebum production in the skin, and also improving hyperpigmentation. So it's very multifunctional. So just to review, those three products are hyaluronic, vitamin C, B, ferulic, and retinol bacuchiol. And so if you only have the budget or mental bandwidth for three things, those are the only three things. And you can literally wash your face with shampoo and get (laughs) the cheapest SPF you can afford. And, you know, that's not what I do. But um, (laughs) but like if, if that's your vibe, I think those are the super three most essentials. And then If you want to be more of an Epicurean about your products, obviously you can do more stuff, but it's important to know who you are. And sometimes if you give someone a 10-step skincare routine and they're like 28 years old, they're just going to tune you out and stop listening right away. Yeah, no, I appreciate that because I love skincare personally and I feel like you do as well and when I share mine with my friends they get very overwhelmed and they're like I rather would just not deal with it so I know a lot of my friends listening if they know they only need three things they are going to buy those three things and they're going to start working on their skin ASAP what's the what's the one product that everyone tells us we need that we don't need is it eye cream I think eye cream is actually really important. Like okay, our peptide okay. eye because the periorbital skin is the thinnest tissue on the body um you know, you can use an amazing eye cream all over the face. So, but the problem oh. is that, you know, that cannot be so budget friendly because pe- the peptide level in eye creams tends to make eye creams more expensive. Mm-hmm. I would say the product that you don't need that everyone says you need, um, you can probably combine an eye cream. I mean, you can use an eye cream in multiple locations. I think people tend to overwash their faces. So you can probably decrease the frequency of washing your face. Oh. Um, I don't think a toner is necessary. Okay. Oh, I know that people Whoa. use toners. <laughs> Sorry. Toners. I don't want to throw down and like ruin anything for anyone, but I don't think toners are necessary. I think you can get by with a cleanser alone. Wait, quick um, question. So if you don't recommend washing your face too frequently and cause I mean, my second thing was like, okay, I could just use my toner. What would you use then? No, I mean, most people need to wash their face twice a day. Got it. But Mm. I do that. Okay. Okay. But I have read some routines where people are washing their face, like double cleansing and washing their face three times a day and doing toners and cleansers. And most people will need to wash their face twice a day for a normal skin type. But I don't think toners are necessarily important. But if you like them and they're fine for you, I think that's fine. And the way I think about skincare is kind of the way I think about a diet, where you should think about the components that are necessary for healthy eating and think about the skin as the body's largest organ because that's what it is. And you have to feed it all these little things, hyaluronic, vitamin C, vitamin B, vitamin E, ferulic acid, retinol, bacuchiol, it needs some zinc and titanium, etc. Like you need protein, dairy, 
you know, vegetables, et cetera, you wouldn't ever ask a plastic surgeon or your, your internist what's more important, dairy or vegetables or protein, you know, pick one. They'd be like, e- eat them all, <laughs> you know, eat them. And so each individual person needs to pick a diet that works for themselves and for their own body. So if you're gluten intolerant or if you're vegetarian, you might have a different diet than your friend who has different preferences, but you still need the same normal mix of nutrients so that you can be healthy. So if I'm saying that the average person might need to cleanse this many times, it doesn't mean that that's true for every single listener of your podcast. It just means that take it with a grain of salt, do what's right for you. There's no way on earth that I can dictate a skincare routine over a podcast that's going to be true for every human. Right. That's pretty fascinating. No, that's that's a good way to put it. Do we have time for one more question? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I just want to ask because I'm so fascinated like with the hand surgeries or like the reconstructive surgeries, what's the most rewarding part of your job? Like, is it, is it, a, is it your skincare line or is it reconstructing someone's hand or a trauma reconstruct? Like what, what rewards you? The bulk of what I do clinically is, um, cosmetic surgery at this time in my career. My training was, a, you know, started with all of the most complex reconstructive surgery at all of the best hospitals in New York. And it was just so rewarding to be able to have that as the basis for what I do today. Right now, my practice is divided half surgically and half non-surgically. And what I focus on most is surgical procedures of the face, breast, and body and non-surgical procedures of those same areas. And I think what rewards me the most is the combination of anatomy and aesthetics because I grew up with an art background but also with a tremendous love of the intricacy of the anatomy of the human body and it's very very cool to help people on their journeys because when someone has a surgical procedure the average American is going to have two surgeries in their lifetime and so when I'm part of someone's surgical experience I know that it's a once or twice in a lifetime thing, and I'm going to be part of that person's story, and my hands are going to be with them forever. And I take what I do extremely seriously, and I'm extremely detail-oriented, and I stay in the room with the patient until it's exactly right. And so every one of my neuroses and personality flaws is like exactly perfectly matched to my profession because... It's like a really, really good fit for who I am. And um, I think the thing I find most fulfilling is the ability to help people feel like the best version of themselves and hear intimate parts of their story and kind of meet them where they are. And every person is different. Every type of tissue is different. Every kind of anatomy is different. And people can feel so judged and vulnerable in so many different ways Um, Even with aesthetics, you know, you think it sounds frivolous, but people get teased at school. People, you know, some people are, you know, transgender and they feel trapped in a certain body. Some people feel like, you know, they only take photos from this side and not that side because their nose always makes them self-conscious. Some people have never been naked in a room with their significant other because they're embarrassed about one breast, you know. Some people have like not been in a swimsuit for many years because after a baby, they just didn't feel a certain way. Some people's, you know, smile 
in a certain way for a camera because their eyes or their mouth make them feel self-conscious. And so just giving people confidence back by using the things that I'm good at is so fun. And I'm really only good at one thing, and that's this. So that, that I feel really good, like I found my thing. And with my skincare line, what I do is really just vertically integrated. You know, everything from topicals to injectables to lasers, microneedling, and invasive surgery, just from the least invasive to the most invasive, it allows me to, when I meet a patient, give them exactly what they need, not what my agenda is. Because if everything you have, every, if, if all you have is a hammer, then everything you see is a nail. So if all I do is surgery, then every time someone would come into my office, all I would offer them would be surgery. But because I focus on trying every single day to give people the spectrum of what is right for them, I'm able to pick and give them a bespoke answer to their problems. And so that's what I really love the most. I love that. Do you just feel like a podcaster now? Yeah. <laughs> just like, wow, that's incredible. Well, it, all, it just makes me so happy too, because like people are going to hear that and they're going to want to go to you or find doctors who feel that passionately because you're, you're working on ourselves. And like, that's, you're very vulnerable when you get work done. So Very. knowing that you're that passionate, it just it makes me so happy. I'm no, like, it's so I would cool. trust you with my life. Yeah, it's it's really cool. I really take what I do so seriously because you know people come to your if you're a plastic surgeon, people come to your office. They literally will either show you their face or they literally take off their clothes in front of you and tell you all the things they don't like about themselves. Yeah. And so you cannot be a jerk. You have to like really care, otherwise it makes it awful. I grew up in LA in the 90s, so it was like <laughs> the epitome of the mean girl. Yeah, And so I like really, and it's a field that is, you know, 95% of plastic surgeons are men, and yet 95% of plastic surgery patients are women. And so it is this extremely weird circumstance where um, I am trying to bring a little bit of empowerment to a field where people who do what I do do not look like me. Like literally in any way, I'm like a woman, a minority, a mother of six. Like it's like it's it's really like it, it's flipping a field on its head. That's awesome, though. It's incredible, and you take such pride in it. You're the girl for the job. Yeah. I mean, wow. I tell you, thank you for everything yes. that you do. Oh, is welcome. is there anything, <laughs> any last things you want to add or say before we wrap up? I mean, feel free to to give out your social handles, talk about your skincare app answer anything else like you guys i think covered it all but if you guys want to um follow me on instagram or tiktok TikTok. it's um lara devgan md l-a-r-a-d-e-v-g-a-n md like medical doctor and my skincare line is dr lara devgan dr lara devgan on the same platforms and jordan and i will be using it yes i'm so excited (laughs) thank you so much for bringing us some and we were we're gonna try it out we're gonna be very excited for it this was fabulous it was a day of confidence it was a lesson in in being your best self thank you so much i know everyone's gonna enjoy it yes we appreciate having you on thank you thank you thanks quick pause to talk about hellofresh Make mealtime easy with delicious recipes made with fresh, wholesome ingredients delivered to your door. No lines, no hassle, just great tasting meals that can help you enjoy your meal in the comfort of your own home without 
with the cost of groceries going up and now is the perfect time to get HelloFresh and get started with the cheaper than grocery shopping and 25% less expensive than takeout. HelloFresh has 40 weekly recipes to choose from for all meal occasions, lifestyles, and preferences. Take your pick from soy glazed salmon with rice or mushrooms and chive risotto. Yum. Oh my gosh, I would love soy glazed salmon. HelloFresh makes it easy to eat what you love. Customize selected meals by swapping proteins or sides or even adding protein to a veggie dish. And now you can even upgrade for organic chicken or organic ground beef with select meals. We love using HelloFresh because especially with our busy schedules, it's so nice to have everything delivered to your door, everything you need to cook inside of it. And it's really fun to make the meal. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Mean60 and use code Mean60 for 60% off plus free shipping. That's a great deal. That's Mean60 at HelloFresh.com backslash Mean60. A big thank you again to Dr. Defkin. That was such a fun conversation and interview. So, AB, to close us out, do what you do best. Follow us. Watch on YouTube. You can see the spray tan hands on YouTube. (laughs) There's your incentive. And the handshake. Well, also... I was saying that the interview with with Dr. Devgan would be good to watch because she does show a lot of, like on the face when she's describing the procedures, but it's too late. Now. Also, she is stunning. Oh, the most beautiful uh, woman I've ever she seen. She really was. She be- is timeless. Follow us on Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, TikTok, TikTok. Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> Subscribe to the YouTube channel. And leave us a five-star review. Woo! We love you guys. Have a great week.